It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Lord, we give you all the praise. You're wonderful in all your ways, Lord. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you for being so good to me. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you for being so good to me. Greeting, saints. I greet each and every one of you in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our soon-coming king. I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church, Kenston, North Carolina, USA, and I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching, Living the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. We do greet you all in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know we are working on our most recent topic entitled what? Aiming for perfection. Now, this should be one of the main uh, goals of each one of us as children of God. The scripture lets us know that we should be aiming for perfection, trying to be just like the Lord. Now, we know that we're not there. We 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 lack this or we lack that or we're not hearing this or we're not hearing that. But our goal should be that of sincere perfection because that is what heaven will really be all about. It will be a perfect people that will be presented to a perfect God for all eternity. So children of God, in spite of our flaws, in spite of our weaknesses and our shortcomings, let us keep striving and aiming for perfection. We're going to look at the book of Matthew, chapter 5 and verse 48. Jesus said it best. When he said in Matthew 5 and 48, he said, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Once again, Jesus said, be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you. We appreciate you. We give you all glory, honor, and praise. You are God, and besides you, there is none other. We thank you for watching over us, for protecting us. We thank you for supplying our needs. We thank you, Father, for healing our souls' diseases, our body diseases. 
Father, you've done so many things for us. We we don't have, if we had 10,000 tongues, we could not name all the things that you do for us. We appreciate you, Father, in spite of our sin, in spite of our lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life. Father, you've been good to us. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Have mercy on us, Father, as we, your little children, attempt to do the things that are pleasing in your sight. Forgive our sins and iniquities and watch over us, Father, until we get to where you want us to be. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. Let the people of God say amen. Be perfect. As your, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Lord is immediately dealing with me that be perfect is a command. Be perfect is a command. God is telling you and I, do it. What is the command? Is that that God is telling us, do it. On the first day of every week, everyone is to lay aside a sum of money and keep him with his income, saving it up so that when I come, no collections have to be made. That's a command. Do it. Back in the Old Testament, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse so that they may be meeting in my house. That, that's a command. Do it. The more of God's commands that we do, the more peace we will have with God, the more blessings we will have in our life. Very simple. Very, very simple. Some of you out there under the sound of my voice, you don't have a lot of peace with God. You're not doing a lot of God's commands. We're not trying to do a lot of God's commands. And when we don't do God's commands, then we receive beatings. We receive chastisements. We receive punishments in various areas. So when you look at Matthew chapter 5, it was Jesus' sermon on the mount. He dealt with so many important issues that are still important issues right today. But he closed out the fifth chapter with love for enemies. Love for enemies. Now, Jesus did not deal with loving enemies uh, toward the end of the chapter because, or, or toward the end of his sermon because it was the most unimportant thing that people of his generation or people today needed to do, but rather he dealt with it as the end because sometimes what's at the end is most important. Loving enemies is very important in Jesus. It was very important in Jesus' day. It is very important today. Why? Because that takes the spirit of God. The flesh don't want to do that. The flesh wants to repay enemies and retaliate against enemies and to hurt enemies like enemies are trying to hurt us or harm enemies like enemies are trying to harm us. The flesh don't want to hear none of this. That's why it takes the spirit of God to be a child of God. Put that down in your notes. It takes what? The spirit of God to be a child of God. Jesus said like this in verse 43. You have heard that it was said. Love your enemies and hate your enemies. Love your, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Jesus said, now I know you heard that. Jesus said, I know that's, that's, what's, being, that's what's being said around here. A lot of folks are saying that. Jesus said, I know what you heard. I know you've heard it said. But then he come back in verse 44 and he said, look, but I tell you, 
love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Jesus said, look, I'm giving you a whole nother way to come at your enemies, to approach your enemies, to treat your enemies. And much of Christianity is the whole nother way that God has, is telling man, us, his children to do things. Put that down. Much of Christianity is God's whole nother way, whole different way of doing things than what's natural. That's what much, that's what much of Christianity is. Most people want to walk by sight. God come right in and tell you walk by faith. Most people want to repay their enemies and bring harm and hurt their enemies. God come in and tell you love your enemies. But much of Christianity is just the opposite. Most of us, you know, uh, you know, you go back and you, you read Matthew, the fifth chapter, about murder and adultery and divorce and oath. All of these are just about the opposite of the way our flesh wants to go. You know, if we murder somebody, you go back to verse 21. Then the law gets you. You know, and Jesus says, they even today, you kill somebody, you go out and kill somebody, the law going to get you. You know, but a lot of America's upset with OJ because it felt like OJ killed his killed his wife and a boyfriend. I'm not getting into to whether he did or didn't, but that's that's just the way. You know, when you murder somebody, the law feel like we we got to get you. But Jesus come in and said, I in verse 22 he said, I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Lord, come in with something deeper. Christianity is deeper than just being a man or just being a woman or just being a human being. We've got to come in deeper. God expects us to be better, to do better. God expects us to go deeper. You know, folk, if you, you know, you married to a woman and she go out and have sex with another man, oh, then you're ready to have a divorce, ready to get a divorce or ready to say something about it. But Jesus said it like this. But I tell you, one, anyone that's looking lustfully on a woman has already committed adultery with her and it's hard. Jesus said, look, I'm taking you deeper. So understand that Christianity is about going deeper. Your offering is deeper. Your service is deeper. Your understanding. Why? Because your understanding of God is should be deeper. Your comprehension of God should be deeper. To whom much is given, much is required. Why? Because God knows he has revealed to us as his little children. God knows he has revealed himself to us. Everybody doesn't have a revelation of who God of who Christ is. If you are down to the sound of my voice and you you don't you just think Jesus was an important religious figure and you don't see the big deal, then you don't have a revelation. But to us as God's children, and we know that Jesus Christ is God's only begotten son, that he lived, bled, and died as a substitute for our sins, then we have a revelation that everybody don't have. So that's why God expects more out of us. Because of our level of revelation. 
Now, the more revelation you get in the things of God, the more God expects out of you. That's just that's just common sense. The more, I mean, even on your job, the more you can do on your job, the more they're going to expect you to do normally. So don't get discouraged when you see God expecting a lot out of you. Because if he expects a lot out of you, that means he's given a lot to you. To whom much is given, much is expected. So, so God gives us a whole other angle in dealing with our enemies. Let us know in verse 46 that if we love those who love us, what reward is that? God said, what, 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 what is that? What you doing? What, what's special about that? Loving people that love you. But when you love those that hate you, when you love those that mistreat you, and you love those that don't support you, when those that, when you love those, that's when you're getting into the essence of the gospel, the essence of Christianity. And Jesus just went on explaining this to the people, and then he brought them on down. His verse 48 closed out fifth chapter. He said, be perfect. Be perfect. Now, the Lord knows that we are not sinless, perfect beings. He knows that we make mistakes every day, but he's commanding us to be perfect. In other words, there needs to be a higher level of accountability for us as children of God. God is calling for us, even though he knows we are not perfect, he's calling for us to be perfect. You know, as a basketball coach, I expected every every play, or I hoped that every play would work. Well, I know I had sense enough to know every play is not going to work, but that's what we're shooting for. I expect every shot that goes up to be good, but I know every shot's not going to be good, but that's what I'm expecting. Well, God is calling for us to be perfect. Don't be making a mistake with, in your walk with God. Don't be making mistakes in your marriage. Don't be making mistakes in your family, in your church. Don't be making mistakes in your relationship with your children. Don't be making mistakes with your relationship with your pastor, with your relationship with your congregation member. With your, don't be make, God is calling for us to be perfect, even though we're not. God is calling for us to be perfect. Be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. All God is calling for out of you and out of me, child of God, he's calling for us to be like him. Most fathers, if they're, they're good fathers, they want their sons to be like them. You know, we're not perfect as, as fathers, so there are going to be aspects of our personality that we don't want to see in our kids. But the good things that are in us, we want them to be in our kids. As pastors, the good things in us, we want them to be in our congregation members. God doesn't have anything but good things in him. He's calling for us to be just like him. God is righteous. He's calling for us to be righteous. God is honest and true. He's calling for us to be honest and true. God is not afraid of anything. He's calling for us not to be afraid of it. So, children of God, I encourage you, keep on aiming for what? Perfection. God will bless you very, very good. You will move with the spirit of the living God. God bless you, and heaven continue to smile on you.
Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristianstarnchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.church.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoes, Recast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoes, call 724-444-7444, enter ID 17959. Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and heaven smile on you in Jesus' name. Amen.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.